black ball. Black, black, black ball. Black, 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 black ball. Black, 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 black ball. Black, 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 black ball. What is up, everybody? My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Black Ball. If you've been following anything that we've been doing over the last 10 months or so, you would know that victories among ex-members of the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church are hard to come by. But yesterday, I saw this. Leeds man who labeled church a cult not guilty of harassing members whose accusations were an exercise in pearl clutching. A Leeds man has been found not guilty of harassing members of a church who he sent letters and emails to stating that they were part of a cult. Now, he was charged with harassment and acquitted, but like I said, the significance of this case probably can't be overstated. We wanted to have the man who was acquitted, Lance Christie, on the show today. He had some tech difficulties but a friend of his a friend of the show and someone that has um you know the background of this case um you know he's been following this since the beginning uh it's it's really interesting because i've been trying to get lance on the show for for months and um even though his court case was still, was still ongoing i'm like can you come now can you come now and uh it, it, w- it would have been nice to have him today but we have the next best thing because richard marsh is here richard how are you buddy I'm good, thank you. Did, did that sound like an intro of a very frustrated podcast host who just realized well, that Lance couldn't come on the show? No, no, it, it, sound, it sounded quite intelligent. Okay, so great. Congratulations. Um, listen, we, we just got off the phone with Lance. It's too bad that he couldn't make it. Can you please tell us the significance of this case and what it could mean for ex-members and members trying to get out of the church as well? Yeah, well, one of the one of the primary methods the the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church uses to harass former members is by um, essentially what you would call a slap case. Uh, in other words, a a lawsuit about some relatively trivial matter that um, is kind of conflated into some kind of um, form of libel or defamation or harassment, uh, and sometimes the the brethren aren't even you know, they don't necessarily care whether they win or not because what they're trying to do is is basically bankrupt the other party by by stretching out a long legal case and giving them a whole load of legal costs. Um, but in this case, the brethren clearly did hope to win, um, and 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 what they were what they were doing is accusing Lance of harassment um, because he had been sending emails to former members. Uh, sorry, to existing members, to current members of the church, um, basically, you know, complaining about the church and the way it treats people. Um, so they take a, they manage to persuade the the police and the authorities to actually take a public prosecution against the guy. So so Lance was not being prosecuted directly um, by the brethren. He was actually being taken to court by public prosecution on the basis that the brethren had made a whole string, possibly hundreds of phone calls and complaints to the police. Um, and it and it, it backfired rather spectacularly 
which led to the brethren being um you know accused uh what was the what was the term james do you remember what, what it said on the thing uh, being nasty and vindictive that's right um and, and it sets a it sets a precedent because this case which is a as i said a public prosecution a criminal case um can now be cited any time the brethren do a kind of a slap effort and try and take someone to court um you know in def in defense it can be raised that look this is a cult that is nasty and vindictive and it uses the legal system as a uh, as a means to harass people to try and shut people up yeah it, it, it's really interesting because you know I, i'm reading um i'm reading the article and it, you know it says that members wanted to criminalize christie and this is uh, christie's lawyer i believe it's perfectly clear that this is a one-man church what that means is these people can't say why they found it oppressive and unacceptable and what it amounts to is i don't like what i think is hearsay it was a really kind of um admonishing because you know there was uh, i think one thing that christie's lawyer said um was something and this was the previous article i don't have in front of me but it was something like it's like trying to sue for assault after hitting yourself in the face Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, the significance of the one-man church comment there is that this was one of the things that Lance has said that they took such offense at. Lance had said that this is a one-man church, and they came back and said, oh, we feel very hurt and wounded because you claim this is a one-man church. And then basically the, the judge came back and said, well, yes, it is a one-man church. So, you know, if you're calling a spade a spade, why should the spade be offended? Um, so, you know, there were objections. You know, when they were, when they were cross-examined, when the brethren were cross-examined as to what was so offensive about these emails, it wasn't because Lance was saying the brethren are effing dot, dot, dots or saying anything that would be offensive. It was, it was points of doctrine, if you like. He was saying, well, look, you're not really God's chosen representative on earth, um, you know, and the church shouldn't be led by a man. It should be led by Christ. I mean, Lance is a very fervent Christian himself. He wouldn't disrespect Christianity. Uh, and this is what the brethren were claiming was kind of blasphemous and offensive. I mean, I mean, really, the brethren were taking a very similar line to what you might get in one of these hardcore um, Islamist Muslim countries on 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 the subject of blasphemy. That their objection was that he had insulted the prophet, where the prophet is Bruce Hales. Yeah, they're, they're apostates. Of their yeah. argument, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because that doesn't fly in a democracy, you know. <laughs> I yeah, I find the hypocrisy um, interesting because yes. of the. The, the the lengths that the uh, the church goes to to separate people from their family members, you know, things that actually hurt, things yes. that actually yeah. do damage to people. And then yeah. they're like, he said things in an email that we disagree with. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm wondering, how did it even get to the level of the courts? Well, because the brethren, I mean, the, the, the judge is exactly right in that their whole effort is to criminalize someone. I mean, if they can get a criminal record on someone, then of course that has the effect of um, discrediting everything they say after that point. Uh, and, and this is classic, classic tactic of the church is that 
there's a lot of people who know and can say a lot of stuff about the church that's very damaging to them. And if they can't, um, if they can't deny the accusations, then the next resort is to, is to, um, you know, to smear the witness. So if they could have got Lance criminalized, then every time Lance tried to speak to a, a newspaper or report or publish something, the brethren would say, oh, do you realize this guy's got a criminal record? And then, yeah. the, you know, the newspaper probably refused to publish. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very standard tactic. And it's one they tried on me and, and, and on everyone, really. It's, a, it's, it's, it's slap. It's, um, yeah, it's, we have it's legislation. Using the, yeah, exactly. You've got legislation in Ontario, which is anti-slap legislation, which is hugely important to freedom of speech. One thing that I've learned, and I actually talked about, and if you're just joining us, uh, Lance Christie, this this entire podcast is about Lance Christie's case in the UK. He was recently acquitted after being charged with harassing eight members of the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church by sending um, emails and letters to their houses uh, that stated factual things <laughs> that, that weren't, you know, uh, criminal at all. One thing that I've learned, I learned it from you. I've learned it from Carmen. Um, I learned it from uh, Lance today, talking to him. When, when I do these podcasts, I, 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 at the beginning, I was probably a little bit more aggressive against, uh, against members of the church and their beliefs. And I think it's really important that people understand that despite my lack of belief, I, I do respect the, um, you know, the, the idea of an ex-member, the concept of a member getting out of the church and still wanting to hold on to a belief system within Christianity. I, I think that is probably a really important element of transitioning out of cult life and into regular life if you want to do so in a way that, that makes you feel like you're not lost. I, I, am I sort of striking the right tone on that now? No, oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it. It if if you simultaneously lose the entire social system that the brethren is and your family and your belief in God, that is a, that is a very devastating thing. And, and for many people, it's, you know, to retain their religious belief is a, is a vitally important way of su survival mechanism, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, um, I, I've said this before in this podcast, but um, it was a couple of years ago when Kobe Bryant and his daughter uh, died in that helicopter crash. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, I immediately, for some reason, I don't know why that case impact. It was a surprise, right? So that Kobe Bryant and his daughter were all of a sudden dead. It just surprised me. And ever since then, I, I have kind of walked away thinking to myself that um, I, I do envy people that believe in God during times of grieving, especially. Mm. Uh, you know, it. I, I am jealous that that I, I I don't have something in my life that can somehow make me feel better in those darkest moments. So so I do understand that because the transition when you leave the cult is is heroin. Um, you know, you're you're losing everything. So losing your belief system. Anyways, I just wanted to get that out there because I know that some people have criticized me um, for for sort of. Uh, displaying uh, my lack of belief front and center. And, uh, I, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. I want people to understand that uh, if you believe in God and you're an ex-member of the church, you're welcome here. Uh, you know, like I, I, I need to make that clear just in case some people don't understand. So now what precedent that would this hopefully set for future um, ambitions of the, of the church to become litigious with ex-members? Or do you think they'll learn oh, their lesson? 
no no it, it's they don't learn lessons <laughs> I, I mean they, they they've proceeded with a, a series of disastrous actions um each of which has brought a huge amount of negative adverse publicity on their heads and they, they carry on it, it, it it's bizarre um and i mean the way i look at this it's it's um it, it's a characteristic of a system that's run by it, it's very putin-esque if that's a word it's a system that's run by a one-man dictator who lives in an echo chamber and no one dares to tell him that you know he's screwing up so the way i the way i can see this i think the way this this actually came about was that bruce hales was you know in, in frustration with lance's success in um you know condemning the church publicly says sue the bastard and of course all his sycophants who sit around there say yes mr hales yes mr hales we'll sue the bastard mr hales so then they go and find a lawyer and say look how can we sue we want to sue this lance christie character for harassment and the lawyer says to them look this is not a good idea you haven't got a case it won't go well for you and the and and the sycophants say oh yes no we're going to do it anyway against your advice because bruce says we must sue him therefore we go and sue him no one would dare go back to bruce hales and say oh the lawyers say it's not going to work hi i'm steve yurko and i'm tara sands now available from maji media is our new podcast four kids flashback Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Did Bruce, or did uh, Bruce, sorry, did uh, Lance ever try to um, uh, subpoena Bruce Hales? Do you know? No. No, Lance has never taken a case against the brethren. No. Right. I mean, all, all he does in his mild way is he, he wants to reform the system. I mean, he just says, you know, you need to change how you do things. He, he's all for reconciliation and all for opening the doors and breaking down the barrier of separation. He's not against it as a church. He, he still believes... Um, you know, his beliefs in, in religious terms are actually very close to the Brethren's belief system. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he wants a reform, which is um, a laudable aim. And, and to put it mildly, he's no stranger to controversy. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, let me just put up this, um, and you can tell, because uh, I, I, I wasn't familiar with this until maybe a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. you sent me this. Exclusive Brethren cult leader's millionaire son accused of assault. Give yes. me an idea of what that is and what happened, because it made me fall in love with Lance a little bit more. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, well, Lance. I mean, just to give a little bit of Lance's background, he was he was a very successful businessman inside the Plymouth Brethren. Uh, he had a business making those little the little labels like you get on designer jeans, where they're where the name of the 
brand is is made of little stitches um and so when when he when he actually got kicked out un unlike most people who get kicked out of the brethren when he got kicked out he managed to retain after a whole series of legal battles he managed to retain you know a, a decent sum of money um so he's one of the very few ex-brethren who actually got some disposable um cash to his hand and he's been very very generous to me and to a lot of other ex-brethren he's helped us out in um you know because when you leave the brethren you 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 typically have nothing so he's been extremely generous he's helped a lot of people and he 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 decided when he was kicked out he decided he was going to go on a world tour and meet up with all the ex-brethren all around the world so he you know he had the time he had the money he 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 literally traveled all the way around the world meeting up with former brethren members and hearing their stories and helping them out and just trying to kind of get some coherence in the in the ex-brethren movement, I suppose, is really his, his aim. Um, and anyway, he went, to, he went to Sydney, Australia, which is where Bruce Hales lives, and he met with an ex-brethren member called Rowan Scott, uh, and, they, and he decided to, Lance decided he was actually going to make a video outside of Bruce Hales' house. Yeah, um, in like Lance, a strip of yeah, uh, of like yeah. of, of forest or nature land beside no, the house. Well, it, it's, I think it's just the Australian term for for basically the grass. Field? You know, okay. well, no, no, it's 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 a it's a it's an urban street, and so you've got the sidewalk, and then there's a strip of grass between the sidewalk and the road. That's what um, they call a know, nature strip. They That's call hilarious. it a nature strip. Don't know okay. why they have weird names. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a very posh but public urban street in Sydney. And um, so Lance is standing there in the public road outside Bruce Hale's house and Rowan Scott is preparing to video him using his phone. So Lance has got a little speech he's going to make about, you know, this is where the leader Bruce Hales lives and I'm making an appeal to him to open the doors and let families be reunited. Um, and they just they just launch into this and suddenly Gareth Hales, who is... Bruce Hales, Bruce Hales' oldest son. And Bruce Hales lives in a mansion next door to Bruce Hales' mansion. Um, you know, they've got these huge houses they've built for themselves. Gareth Hales comes hustling out of his house um, um, and grabs Rowan Scott. And, and you can see in the picture here, the, the, Rowan Scott's the guy with the beard in the front. Uh, Gareth Hales is the guy in blue behind. And that the hand in the foreground, that's Lance Christie, um, kind of putting up his hands in horror at the prospect of Rowan being throttled by Gareth Hales. Anyway, Gareth Hales tries to wrestle the phone away from Rowan Scott. Rowan wasn't going to let go of his phone, and, and Gareth got him by the back of his neck and bent him over double. So Rowan's now kind of folded in half. He's still hanging on to his phone. Uh, and Lance, who's the most um, kind of utterly inoffensive um you know the guy who would be furthest uh, from doing anyone any violence is, is kind of pleading with gareth he's saying no gareth no no violence please you know let go of him yeah. <laughs> um and 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 to rowan scott he managed to hang on to his phone but the, the joke is that all this time the phone was videoing and recording and so there's this amazing live you know video of all this happening in real time and you can see the phone kind of spinning around and you can see gareth gripping 
Rowan's neck, and you can hear Lance saying, "Saying Gareth, no, let's let let let's talk about this." You know. <laughs> yeah, I see. I yeah. see Lane Admiral in the comments. Lane, if you happen to have a, a that video that you can email me, do so, and I'll see if I can play it um, during the show. But um, I just want to read a little piece of that article because I find it um, I find it kind of both hilarious and crazy. Rowan Scott said he and another former member of the worldwide Christian sect, British man Lance Christie, had gone to the nature strip, a piece of grass between the sidewalk and the house, outside Bruce Hale's mansion in Trelawney Street, Eastwood, to record a video on the phone. Christie was intending to make a statement about his court battle with his family, who remained loyal to the exclusive brethren, in the United Kingdom as they tried to force him to give up the business he founded in 1978 and ran for 40 years. They were unsuccessful on that, correct? Well, he got he got his essentially got his half of the value of it after a massive battle. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just going to be repeating what you just said, but it's in the newspaper, so I just want to uh, make it clear for people. However, the two men allege that Gareth Hales, whose mansion is next door to his father's, that's so Christ-like when they talk about their mansions right by, side <laughs> by side, um, came onto the nature strip and violently intervened as, as they prepared to record a video. When he saw the video, he tried to duck behind me, and then he lunged to grab the phone. Scott told the Sydney Morning Herald. It happened so fast, he grabbed my left arm first, going for the phone, and then grabbed my neck and pushed it down. He had one hand on my arm and one hand on my neck. When he grabbed me, I immediately said, this is assault. Christie said he was also initially manhandled and that he saw Hales wrestled hard to get a hold of the phone. The incident lasted almost a minute, after which Christie persuaded Hales to let Scott go if he turned off the phone. I walk away from him as quick as I could, Scott said. I was feeling faint and thought I was going to collapse. Then another guy in a white shirt chased after me. He followed terribly close behind me, and I turned around, and he actually bumped into me. He stood inches from my face and just stared at me. I could smell the reek of alcohol, which... (laughs) I don't know why I find that so funny um, that that these, uh, you know, apparently pious people are constantly drunk, like all they the are, time. They are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it Lane that was telling me about how his uh, – it could have been Lane. I can't remember who it was, but it might have been Lane telling me about how – or Beth. It was Beth. Beth Seed telling me how like because I, I made a joke about uh, – she's like, yeah, the, there's always a dining table that can seat 20 and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, and then do you have like a gigantic like uh, whole wall filled with Johnny Walker? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a kind of an altar, you know. The, the, there's two things, there's three things actually that are characteristic of a Plymouth Brethren house, so you know you're in one. Um, one is somewhere there will be a massive bookcase full of all their literature. Um, yeah. The second thing is there will be a great big kind of canvas work of art on the wall which is like portraits of the seven great leaders of the church and the third thing would be a massive dresser um absolutely crammed with expensive scotches and liqueurs and all the glasses and everything to 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 make your drinks it's amazing yeah yeah Yeah, that's good um when i was when i left the brethren i was kind of surprised when i started going into people's you know regular people's houses that they didn't have one of these things. I thought everyone in the world had one of these things. <laughs> How could you have a dining room that doesn't sit 20? <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. not a round table, I'm imagining, because that would imply unity and equality, right? Well, it'd have to be about 50 feet diameter. No, I mean, they typically have a, a table about, you know, 20 feet long. Well, we have one. I've had a whole series of them in my life. It was part of You know, I, I've had people ask me if, if there's any other pictures of Bruce Hales, because we always use... Which one is it? Uh, we always use this one. 
Um, yeah. But I just found one in that article. Yeah. It yeah. looks like it was taken the same day. Look. It's like... Yeah, you know? no, I, I said, no, I mean, that that one in the article was taken on a building, on a, when they're building, I think it was when they were doing some building work on one of the meeting rooms in Sydney. It's actually on a construction site. Um, okay. And that, would, that, that was in 03, that last one, I think. That's actually an old photo. Yeah. Did you, uh, or sorry, did Rowan Scott sue? No, he didn't. I, I don't know why. I mean, it was talked about for a long time, but eventually he didn't. Um, that would have been the very first thing. I would, as soon as been, I left yeah. that nature strip, <laughs> I would have gone immediately to a lawyer with my. Well, I think he food. did. I, I think he did, but you know, maybe there wasn't sufficient enough of a case. I mean, it, it would be, you know, the brethren would have got them. I mean, pro probably the answer is that Rowan Scott couldn't afford to sue. I mean, you you, you need an awful lot of money to get up against those people. Someone just said that they uh, sent me the video in an article on Facebook. I, I don't uh, have time to find the correct site to download Facebook videos unless I can just download it uh, straight from there. And I'll try to do that because I think the 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 video is worth watching. Also, I haven't received that email. Um, OK, so now Lance Christie has been acquitted. Um, if he was doing the world tour while uh he had stuff going on legally with uh the brethren at least as far as his business goes what can we expect from him now that he's been acquitted well he's he's um you know he's set up some websites um and he's you know he's pretty active on social media um he he, he takes a kind of an old fashioned approach he he prefers sort of giving speeches rather than you know, getting onto Twitter or Facebook as such, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll continue to be. I'm sure he'll continue to be very active in in trying to expose them. Um, but you never know with Lance. I mean, Lance is a man who's endlessly full of surprises. I mean, you know. Yeah, he's about to get on a plane to go to Dubai. So. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, he, you know, trying to predict Lance is 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 an inexact science. <laughs> right. Um, did you how much did you have a lot of interactions with him when you were still inside? Oh, oh I met him a few times. Yeah, I mean his brother-in-law was uh, lived not far from me. I mean in the adjacent town. So and he used to come up, you know, and see him at times. So yeah, when we were both in the brethren, we met a few times. I didn't have much to do with him. No, and he was he was he was highly highly regarded, and he was always very entertaining. You know, if he would come and. They would ask him to preach or take a Bible reading. It was always very, very entertaining. It was always good fun. Yeah, he was he was very well known inside the Brethren. He was, you know, everyone had heard of him. Okay, I'm going to read another little piece of the article because I find it fascinating. In his closing remarks, the representative for the prosecution, Robert Campbell, said that there was a balancing act when looking at Christie's remarks of whether he had overstepped the mark. He said where he oversteps the line is to email the people directly. That's crazy, that, that sending an email. <laughs> and draw their attention to matters they don't want to hear. Like, I can't believe a lawyer said that out loud. The district judge overseeing the trial, Timothy Capstick, said that he had considered whether the contents of the information sent by Christie had been oppressive and unacceptable. He said, while each complainant was upset at what they saw or read, none could actually explain when invited to do so what he found oppressive or unacceptable. He said that he believed the defendants were genuinely distressed by the material, but rejected their reasons for reading it, saying, the explanations given are at best disingenuous. The reality is they knew the content was going to be unwelcome if they read it this is amazing mm. that a church that is so aggressive 
so litigious mm. and so openly willing to do things like destroy families are upset that they had to read words. Well, this is the, they didn't even have to read them. I mean, Lance, when Lance emails you, the, the email says in the line, Lance J. Christie. I mean, it's not that they didn't know who the emails were coming from. Right. So, I mean, if they didn't want to read it, they didn't have to open the email. They knew who the email was from. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, okay, it's, uh, Lane sent me the video, but it's just the yeah. one in the uh, in the uh, Australian piece. I can't get that, Lane, unless I have a subscription to the to that thing but it's okay um we'll find we'll find the the video we'll get lance back on this is going to be a quick one um is there anything else that you want to add to this because uh you know i think i think we're good for now until we get lance on lance by the way for everyone listening is hilarious and i'm not trying to like overhype this man he is one of the most interesting characters i've ever yeah. spoken with <laughs> in my entire life and i'm not exaggerating he's a top five yeah. guy for sure yeah Yep. So uh, uh, we'll have him on as soon as possible. Richard Marsh, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome, James. Have a good one. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, uh, my apologies for not being able to have Lance Christian. If it gives you an idea of um, of what it's like to be in the Brethren for uh, for most of your life, it took me about five minutes to teach him how to paste <laughs> this morning, <laughs> which I just find is just what makes him charming. Um, so listen, we'll, we'll have Lance on again. I'm going to try to get Sam G on tonight. Uh, she's another, uh, she's a, a content, digital content creator and a social media maven, I guess I would call her. And then tomorrow, uh, the triumphant return of casual Fridays. And so we will see you next time on black Paul. Thanks everybody. Black and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.